Oh, One more time. Timing is everything. Jeez. We're going to do, we're gonna do uh. broadcast lessons. Yeah, there you go. Welcome to yet another episode of Show Center. I'm Matt Jolly. Joining me as always, Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder, air show announcers extraordinaire. We're glad to be here with you. I hope, uh, I hope your week's going as well as our week is going. Today on the show, we're finally doing it. John Melby will be joining us here in just a matter of moments. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait. I don't even know what we're going to ask about him. About time. I thought I'm, at Miramar that he would really shun us, but he, he finally bought into it. I don't, I'm surprised that he hasn't been available. Till yeah, now. but you know what's weird about it is I don't. we think he bought into it, but I. the more I talk to him, the more I don't think he <laughs> knows about it or like even what we were talking about. He's I, got a busy schedule. He's trying to fit us in between guitar lessons and giving them that is. He doesn't yeah. take them yeah. and, uh, and playing hockey. That's right. Before we get into the show with John Melby, let's just uh, let's just go right into it. A big thank you to uh, Friendly Jerry's, by the way. Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs in Hell's Kitchen, New York, our uh, our sponsor. Uh, Rob Carlson went by there the other night. Former Marine Lieutenant Colonel went by there, and uh, it had the Big Rick. I think. I think that's what. I hope so. He's a Marine. He could handle the Big Rick. The Big Rick, and uh, thanks to Friendly Jerry's. Also in the news with Prop Wash. Uh, let's talk about this. Some some big news with John Kalman's group. There's a new race series that has been launched in the U.S. And and let me just give you the prop wash headlines, too. The Darnells are adding guns to the world's fastest jet truck, the Shockwave. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. I just love saying that. They've added guns. Uh, Snowbird's still on the ground. No new update there, I'm afraid. And uh, the North American Air Show season is over. John Melby, the fear boss, joining us a little later. And a new race series has launched in the U.S., Matt. That's right. That's uh, right. John Kalman with his uh, with his side-by-side race. So it's actually a real race. I've seen the briefing on this. And uh, Rob, uh, you and Rick and I were all talking about this sort of offline the other day. But it, to me, it's it's going to hinge. The whole thing is going to hinge and this is the, the thing nobody can predict, is just how the crowd is, is going to take it. it. It looks really promising to me, though. We, we, should, we should point out that this is an addition to an air show. Air Correct, race, an right? act, if you will. Not series like Red, Red Bull or, or the Formula One races or anything. This is part of an air show thing. That's right, and it, it's literally going to be up to, to the crowd to, to see how this thing goes. But there's some, some big names behind it, a lot of, uh, a lot of folks that are, that are really buying into this. So I, I think it's... You know, it's like John says, the only thing we don't have in the air show business are, are winners and losers. And this brings that uh, to the table. Although when Rick and Rob and I are Most there, there's some losers. There are clearly winners and losers. <laughs> just, I, watched, I watched the uh, the promo video and Jerry Jive Kirby and Ken Reader of Redline were, were in the uh, thing, as was uh, two uh, well-known names in the racing industry, yeah. by the way. Yeah, and and um, and Buck Roteman was there. Plane. Buck Roteman, yeah, yeah, Buck was was the third. So it'll be interesting to see two and a half laps, and the uh, the pylons in the promo video were small, but I bet you if this thing uh, starts to function and get successful, they'll build the pylons up, and it'll be uh, it'll be a much more exciting thing. And and especially when there are t- uh, shows with uh, with te- television screens, uh, we put start putting faces with. Uh, with the airplanes and the uh, not just planes but faces and that's uh, i think that's been important to nascar and i think that could be very important and helpful to the air show business i think you're right i'm looking forward to seeing uh, just how this goes this is one of those things though that you really you, you just it's it's <laughs> i hate to say it but it's sink or swim right and i think john's on to something i think it's i think it's a great idea and 
And it, it literally comes down to the crowd. Am I, am I wrong in that, Rick? I mean, you, you have a lot of motorsports experience. You're kind of the guy to go to on this kind of stuff. Well, racing is a uh, – I, I, I have mixed feelings on it, and I'll tell you why. Because it's adding something to what we have, and in a time where time is of the essence, holding attention spans, it's added to the mix. You can't add it to the time, which means what do you take away to put that element in? And depending on what it is, I mean, you don't pay, take away a jet demonstration team. You don't take away a single ship jet uh, demonstration team. Do you take something away like um, Jerry, you know, Jerry's solo routine to replace it with? It's kind of putting a puzzle together and getting it to fit into that 15-minute window that we're all trying to even bring down to like 12, 8, and in some cases even 6 minutes for onstage, off time and keeping things flowing. I just hope it keeps things flowing. That's all. And that all depends on how well organized it is, how on stage they are and how off stage they are, uh, fault starts and things like that, because races are all day events amongst themselves for a big reason. You know, the reason is that uh, is that they they take time. So that's my only concern. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I, having been involved uh, back in 2006 with uh, the ill-fated ACAP series, uh, that was uh, uh, that was one that that had the audience uh, cheering for who was putting on not only a race thing but a, a competition of of air air show routines. Um, that that has me a little nervous. But Red Bull did set a standard, and this this is just a little bit of Red Bull in there. And part of what Red Bull always worked with was a very significant amount of technology with screens and and a lot of money involved in 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 the kind of uh, telemetry to help these uh, racers do a, a very very uh, cool job but two in the air at the same time um, even Sue Gardner is involved and that's a to me um, now that she's retired uh, from the FAA uh, now she's uh, working as a consultant that's pretty cool for her right. she, she gotta, must like the industry yeah and you've got to keep it safe I mean that's that's the other element of this I mean there the Red Bull people did have in the early days the scenario where you raced against one another in pairs and then and then went to the one option when Peter the, the brains behind it the Hungarian that came up with the idea originally Bessonnier, Peter Bessonnier, was that? Yes, right? thank you. You take a run at his last name. I've just done the Santa Cole. <laughs> I'm done. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. So I, you know, it's 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 been there. I I, I applaud John for doing this because we need thinking. We need uh, new ideas. We need those kinds of things. So I'm, I I want to see this work. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've expressed my apprehensions about it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, well said, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's all, like I said, it's all going to come down to the crowd. And, and that, yeah. that is, that's not a, I, I'm, I'm in favor of it. I'm always in favor of something new and exciting, but I think, I think in this scenario, we, we just don't know until we try it. Right. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I hope it, I hope it really uh, goes well. And, uh, and it's a, it's a huge hit. So uh, you want to call Melby, by the way, should we try shows, it? And just, just one last thing I wanted to say too, about that is that I have, I have done shows. And I think we all have where, where some of the uh, folks, uh, that do the racing from uh, Reno have been at other shows, and they have that other satellite series now that'll be at Edmonton uh, this coming summer too, where they're they're sending some racers up, even some Formula One ones, to go around the pylons at an air right. show. And at the events where I've done that, Boundary Bay and in, in British Columbia and stuff uh, with the Harvard guys and the T6 guys, 
uh, the crowd has gotten into it. They've enjoyed it, especially if it's close, you know, and, and not, not that it's fixed like wrestling or anything like that, but these guys were, they were all in. They wanted to win, and they did a very abbreviated uh, five-lap race. But folks were into it. You know, you started cheering for the race and, uh, and, and the winner, and there was uh, sure. a lot of crowd participation, so I wish them luck. All right. Any other news before we call Melby? There is no other news because the uh, North American Air Show season it's, is over. It's, and it's time, over. finally, to uh, to have the fear boss himself yeah. on the show, John Melby. I'm going to call him right now. Let's let's see. It's, da, 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 da. it's ringing. Hopefully he answers. Hopefully the phone rings. Uh, <laughs> is he on the space shuttle? What is that? It's busy. No, it said the line was busy. Uh, you just can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Let's try one I, more time. I will. I will drive to California. <laughs> send him. Send Melby a text message I, to tell him to get his butt off the phone. Oh my for goodness! Out loud. My goodness! That's, that's the weirdest busy signal I've ever I'm heard. I'm telling you. Well, it, it's something bizarre. You know anyway. what it sounds like? It sounds like an overseas ring. No. What? No, I don't think so. It no, does it's to a, me. It's a Phoenix. It's a Phoenix number. Let me see here. Yeah, but it sounded weird, didn't it, to you? It didn't. It sounded like it was. It doesn't sound any different than this ring. Oh, it sounds exactly see. the same, Matt. No, no, let's see. You've been. Good morning, John, John. How's John it going? going? Hey, it's going great. How are you guys? That doesn't sound like it, Melby. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Who is now this? Uh, uh, okay, you cop. This is RJ. RJ Gritter. Did Melby put you yeah, up for this? Me. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. I, I got a weird call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought it sounded funny when we called earlier. It sounded, it was just bizarre, but, uh, well, that's cool. So for those of you that don't know RJ Gritter, a uh, famous RC aerobatic pilot turned, I'm going to, I'm going to use a model term here, turned full scale air show pilot flying his decathlon, but even more historic than that. Uh, you occasionally fly the flying farmer routine. You've taken over from such a, a long lineage now, including Charlie Culp. Charlie uh, Culp. Charlie Culp. Oh, Kurt Wicker. 94 years old now. And and now R.J. Gritter. Congratulations, man. That's huge. Well, thank you, sir. It's uh, It's been an absolute blast, and it's, it's an honor to take it over, for, uh, as you say, from that lineage and from, from some of the guys I really look up to. What's it like uh, flying a, flying there at the circus? Just give us uh, the the quick fifty thousand foot, wait, and then we'll wait, get into what you're wait, doing. Wait, before you do that, oh. I'm just I just I finally figured out this is not the guy that jumped out of that jet with all the money. No, <laughs> okay. not not quite, not quite the same one. Okay, okay. That's right. uh, what uh, DB, I think. Say it in two oh, letters. Oh, sorry. Cooper. That was DB Cooper, I'm wasn't sorry, it? Sorry, not RJ Gritter. Okay. DB Cooper. I, I'm, I'm on board now. I got it. <laughs> That's what, I'll uh, I'll hand the phone to DB here in a little bit. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the flying circus. Um, it, it's it's kind of a magical place. It's a little field uh, here in Bealeson, Virginia, where for coming up on fifty years, we we've been doing air shows uh, every Sunday, May through October, all throughout the summer. Um, and it's it's a fun little family air show. Um, it's uh, we've got a lot of steermen. We do a lot of formation acts um, and steermen aerobatics all the way up through. I fly the decathlon, and Scott Francis flies his MXS, and it's it's a fun little hour and a half show. That um, every weekend we get a crowd of a few hundred people who bring the family out and enjoy it. Um, and we're just trying to keep keep this little 
piece of the barnstorming era alive. Now, you're flying a lot of competition stuff in, in your decathlon these days, but more importantly, I, you're starting to venture out into air shows too, which I think is great. Talk to us about that. That's, that's right, yeah. I, I love the competition scene. Um, as you said, I, I competed with radio-controlled airplanes for many, many years at, up to the world level, and it was super fun to transfer that over and start you know, jumping the cockpit into the full scale. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun flying air shows. I guess I've, this will be my fourth year, uh, doing it. My first year going to ICAST here soon. And, um, it's an absolute blast. I, I'm having a great time with it. Pushing the airplane. Just, I'm always amazed at what I can get the decathlon to do. Um, I haven't run out of things yet. It keeps, uh, yeah, I keep inventing new stuff and having a lot of fun. I got I got to brag on let RJ. Me you, let me give you a quick piece of uh, advice for your first trip to Las Vegas for the ICAST <laughs> oh, convention. Here we, here we go. As as a newbie, they're going to give you a badge that you wear, large font, about a 90 font on a big badge that's about 8 inches by 8 inches that says first timer on it. Oh, I thought it said air uh, No, no, it says virgin. Work with me here up. It says first first timer on it. Right. And uh, my advice is do not go out on the strip wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad experience. That's, that's strong advice. That's, that's a there good idea. Go. If, you, if you're looking for a young performer, a really young performer, who can talk to your crowd about STEM and the importance behind it, I don't know how much you can say about your day job, but this is the guy. We've been talking about missionizing air shows with this. And, and RJ, to me... You represent that, right? Here's a, here's a kid that started out with the RC stuff, grew up kind of around air shows. Uh, your mother was involved with them. You, you grew up new in uh, Hugh Oldham, kind of down there in the Carolinas. But, but now mm -hmm. this, this is what happens when you grow up like that. You become a guy like R.J. Gritter. This is the guy that we want to see more of, and, and that's you now. I wanted to ask, uh, our buddy Matt Chapman uh, started out flying RC airplanes, and he has said more than one time that his abilities and skills that he developed as an RC pilot helped him to become a better full-scale sitting-in-the-airplane pilot. Did you find that to be true? A hundred percent. I found all of that skill transferred right over. And so I, I actually grew up um, flying full-scale airplanes with, both my parents are pilots, um, so I grew up flying with them in the cockpit. And when I was about 12, I started flying radio controlled. Um, and so I did both alongside each other, but I got into the aerobatics through radio control. Um, I learned, learned all the basics, and, and from, from sitting outside the airplane flying radio control, obviously you can try whatever you want. You can push those airplanes uh, into some really interesting situations, and, and you really learn um, how the airplane wants to behave. You get an intuitive feel for how the aerodynamics work. And, um, and, and you get a feel for where you can push the airplane and where you can't. And um, all of that skill transferred straight in the, into the decathlon. Um, so with, uh, with, with not a whole lot of training, um, I've been able to work my way through, through to where I am now, um, basically on that RC skill. Do you still have a bunch of RC airplanes, and do you have any really expensive ones like jets and things like that, or do you keep it simple? I have a ton. Unfortunately, I, I don't get to fly them as much these days. Um, I spend most of my time in the decathlon. Um, I don't have jets, but I do have some, some giant scale airplanes. I've got a, 
a third scale extra uh, with about a 12, 12 horsepower engine. And that's my favorite. Um, I've got one even a little bigger than that, actually. But, but that one is the, the one I competed a lot with at some competitions. Um, one called the Extreme Flight Championships. If you go look on YouTube at XFC, you can find some old videos. Um, but we flew uh, choreographed aerobatics. One of the cool things with radio controls is since everyone's outside the airplane, you can play music and actually choreograph the flight directly to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my favorite thing. We would do a four-minute freestyle. We'd mix the music together, and you'd have four minutes to show the full flight envelope of the airplane, fast, slow, high, close up. Um, and uh, that was a blast. So, so that extra is my favorite airplane for that. I would uh, be more than happy, and I found out through my RC flying, uh, that it's it's better to fly someone else's airplane. And uh, I'd be more than happy to fly yours. <laughs> since none of mine are flyable anymore. You you are more than welcome to come fly it. Care, care, careful, it's, uh... careful now. Think this through first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not all that good. I just enjoy doing it. That's all. That it is. <laughs> that's okay. A lot more cost-effective to get exercise. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there, there is, a, there is a, a catchphrase, OPA, OPG, other people's airplanes, other people's gas. That's right. Yeah. RJ. That's right. He Tell says, us. A, I, I, I want to get back, Matt, because because you yeah. you started asking what he did in his day job. Well, yeah, to tie all this together, and I is it top secret or something? What do you do? You fly model I, airplanes. I, I I'm an aerospace engineer, um, and I do I do a lot with that. Um, I guess I, I can't get into specific projects that I work on a lot, um, but I design small airplanes. Uh, I do a lot of prototyping and development. Um, I do a lot of flight control and autopilot software and then take these things out and test them a lot. So yeah, I do a lot of, uh, a lot of RC and autopilot flying for my day job. Do they go fast? They do go fast. Like really fast. Uh, reasonably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. All right. I see what you're doing. Sounds like what (laughs) sounds like the old TV show. What's my line? Yeah. What's my line is right. Well, looking forward to all sorts of trouble. Looking forward to seeing you up at ICAST. It's going to be fun to to have you there. And you have a booth, I guess, this year. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? I do. I do. I believe it's 345. What is it? That would be nice. It's uh, 345. I don't know where you guys are. Wait a minute. Um, Wait a minute. How did you get 345? It goes by seniority. I'm down in the 640s. What's going on? <laughs> and this is your first convention. <laughs> I have no clue. I called him up and was like, please tell me you still have a booth left. I'm like, well, we can put you here. Great. I don't know any better. So uh, hopefully it's a good spot. I'm probably back in the corner by the bathroom somewhere. So who knows? It, it, it could be worse. My first year, uh, and I kid you not, and I'm trying to remember, I think it was at Bally's. Uh, when it was at Bally's in a smaller venue, and they had a big year on the floor, lots of booths, and my booth, I kid you not, was outside of the main convention room <laughs> and down the hall nice. toward the washrooms. I'm not kidding you. That's where my first one was. <laughs> you know, that that doesn't sound so bad. Everyone's got to go to the bathroom, right? They'll just stop by exactly. and see you on the way. <laughs> I get, I, 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 it never fails. Location, Snatching location, location. I, I get right by the booth, you know, that they're that they're selling the Insta Chopper, and then they got all those guys that are around there, you know, you know, with those cards that they. That's what I get. I never. Fit, Jay and I are always by that guy. Full We're always bench. by that guy. You eat well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. All right. Well, RJ, we look forward to seeing you there just a few weeks away. Do you have a, have you, have you like put a lot of thought into the booth? Or do you have like some whiz bang, you know, backdrop and lights and disco balls and all that stuff? Or what do you, what are you going to do? I don't do? know about whiz bang. You know, disco ball, I'll add that to the list. Yeah. We're, uh, we're working on a, a good backdrop. We'll have a couple of computers with videos. So we'll have, uh, have a little promo of the decathlon and the flying farmer act. And, um, and then uh, my girlfriend Tabitha and I will be there to attract all the attention we can. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. It'll be the first time I've done something like this. So uh, come by and say hi. Another yeah, great artist. We'll, we'll come guy, over and see you guys. John Moore uh, was once amongst the very first to bring a little electric flying radio-controlled blimp that towed a little banner telling everyone what aisle he was down. He'd fly That's, over everybody. Oh. Okay, and he did That's that. I'm brilliant. Really, again, think it through, though, RJ. Uh, it wasn't long before the Marines and and then the Air Force guys, and then eventually, I think the guy that brought it down was Buck with elastics and pencils, and they shot it down. So, <laughs> you, you may want so to think what it you're through. saying is my blimp should have uh, defensive measures. Yes, exactly. No exactly. countermeasures. Flares yeah. and chaff. That's right. That can be arranged. I'll see if I can be the first one to get kicked out of the convention first year for uh, going on the offensive. I'll do that. All right, RJ. Thanks for coming on, bud. Great to hear your voice. Hey, thanks, guys. Nice talking to you. All right. Well, yet again, John Melby has has foiled us. Yet again. I don't understand how this works. How does Melby keep doing this? Well, apparently I'm not alone. I just got a text from Melby. Hmm. It said, hey, guys, I found the guy that had all that money. After bailing out of a jet, here's his number. Oh. So he must have been confused as well. What the heck year wow. was that, The D.B. Cooper, that mythical D.B. Cooper was? The other, the other number he gave is still busy. I don't, I just, well, anyway. I know, that, that wasn't a busy signal. Yeah. That sounded like an overseas ring. No, no, it was, it, I don't get it. I just don't get Archie. it. Well, anyhow. Circuit, and that, that was fun. That was fun. A new face in the air show circuit and, and a guy that, uh, that, that's doing big things. Look, uh, we're all out of time now. We've managed to squeak out yet another half hour of shows uh, or a show for you. that It only took us three hours to record. So, uh, and apparently know. the piano player got up and left at some point because he works by union. Oh, no, there he is. <laughs> He's here. He came back. But uh, I, I just want this one to be over. I don't know about you we're guys. But. Much like the air show season. Much the, like the uh, air show season is right. The convention's coming up. We're probably going to do this again before the convention. Yeah. Maybe we'll do another preview. I think we should. Things that we plan to do while we're there and things we think everyone should take in. Oh my but gosh. if you have questions, seriously, if you have questions for us or suggestions, go ahead and shoot me an email at robannouncer at gmail.com, and uh, we will respond if we think it's worthy. Yeah. How's they're just going to say stop. <laughs> That's what yeah. they're going to say. Just you know, lock this number. Yeah, stop. Just stop. All right. You know, All right. Like, this is... like, like we're expecting thousands. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, here they are, both of them. What do you think? <laughs> Matt's mom would like to know when he's going to call home again. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we finally... Enjoyable. Very I... enjoyable. No, if this has not been. shows up tonight in my dream... <laughs> I'm shooting it. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. This is the show that'll never end. We're going to kill it off. I'll watch your mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Good night. Good night.
Good night, Rick. No, I'm, not, I'm never going to sleep again. Good night, Matt. Stuff's out of my system before I sleep. I just caught something. We've already finished the show. And uh, Rick made reference to this cat. Something about a cat. I don't know if you just heard it. Here, let me replay it. No, if this has not been. that cat shows up tonight in my dream, <laughs> I'm shooting it. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. So the cat story. We, in full honesty, we recorded an episode the other day, and we all decided we weren't going to use it because, well, for whatever reason. So it's the lost episode. But Rick Rick told this story about about this dream, uh, this dream that he had, where where my voice was embodied in this cat. And he, he goes on to talk about it at great length. And to spare you the painful details, I have I've I've put together as as quickly as possible, uh, the cat story. So without further ado, here is Rick Peterson and the cat story. Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You were in my dream last night, Matt. It was not good. Check, you check. had a cat. You had a cat that had a very unusual okay. face. It had a, a almost human-like mouth, and it walked around your house going, "How you doing?" <clears throat> <laughs> so I'm going to go seek some psychiatric help today. I think that's a good idea. That's got to be the dreaming of <laughs> dreaming of another announcer. Oh my gosh! Well, well, we cat. ended up going. We going to his place for some reason because he's always saying "drop by, drop by," and, and it was considerably <laughs> south of where you actually live. It was almost like in the tropics, and you had this menagerie of animals and things uh. and uh, some incredible creatures. But you were very proud of the cat. And then at one point, I actually said to the cat, "I said, uh, <laughs> quite unusual." I said, "You, uh, you know what the word unusual means?" And he looked up at me and said, "Of course I do. What do you think I am, an idiot?" <laughs> <laughs> and it shook me. At that point, I woke up in a cold sweat. Man. In a cold sweat. Oh, God. How you doing? How, so, you, doing? You, go. How you doing? And it was your voice. That was the weird part. And that's when I said to myself and to my wife, because I'd wakened her at this point, too, because I was in a sheer panic, and uh, and said, you know, we're, we're never going to go visit them. I just, I have a bad feel. <laughs> There. So I'm, I'm oh. happy I have my chest. I can't wait to hear what my therapist has to say about it. 